Happy Mother's Day, all of you. Yay! It's the day of the year where you get to be recognized for all of the days of the year that you do all of that work. We hope that you do, in fact, get recognized. And if you don't, we got you. We see you. <laughs> we see you. Ca-caw. Oh, and also, uh, happy Teacher Appreciation Week. Oh, yes. Hey. Betsy, I hope you're appreciated by yourself and your kids, because right now, you are the teacher. (laughs) Amanda, I hope you feel appreciated, (laughs) because you are also a teacher now. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Thank you very much. I do appreciate teachers. I always have, but I I, I will say I appreciate them even more, because I only got three kids, not 25, and I hate hate it. For real. all teachers out there, caca to you. All mothers who, and who have to be a teacher, caca to you. Caca to the motherfucking caca. <laughs> Why mommy drinks? Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. And I'm Amanda Allen. (laughs) (laughs) And this episode, we are honored to have with us. uh, He's a comedian, he's a writer, and he has a podcast called The Dana Gould Hour. Dana Gould! How are you? Hi! How's your pandemic? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Okay, how's your pandemic been going? This has been the best pandemic we've ever had. <laughs> it's the best one in my memory, certainly. Mm-hmm. We're ha- we're just having it. We're having such a great pandemic. We can't wait for next year's. <laughs> oh no, you might not have to. When I hear it's coming back in the winter, so oh, there you go. That's why it's funny. Oh god. But we love the idea that it might destroy Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Our sluttiest state. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Amanda is from Florida, but she rags on Florida all Most, the time. I have I have tons of uh, uh, tons of friends from Florida, sure. but uh, Florida is, you know, the the slutty cousin that comes to the funeral in a tube top. For sure. For that sure. A perfect analogy. And I say that, you know, coming from white trash. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I I am constantly ribbing on Florida because it's easy to do and fun to do. And, uh, you know, I I was raised in it. So I feel like I have like, I'm allowed to be as just honest about it as possible. (laughs) Um, You know, my mom's still there and she's. The other day, you know, she was complaining. She's like, your brother didn't want me to come over to his house for the holidays. And uh, and, and I was like, well, that's, I mean, there's a pandemic. You're not really supposed to go anywhere. And then she's like, well, I don't go anywhere. So it wouldn't have made a difference. And then I was talking to him and he's like, no, Amanda, mom's golfing still. And so uh, I called and asked and yeah, she's still golfing because that's an uh, essential business. I got you beat. I got you beat. Nope. <laughs> Go on. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to take out my white trash measuring stick. <laughs> um, uh, 
my mom, uh, uh, my my mother, God rest her soul, uh, still alive, lives in a uh, nursing facility. She has uh, she has pretty pretty profound uh, uh, dementia at this point, mm. and uh, and uh, my dad's eighty nine and could put you through a wall. You know, he's just uh, you know I as I. As I've said, I, I watched Gran Torino with my father, which was like watching King Kong with a gorilla. <laughs> Un- uncomfortably similar. And, uh, and But my sister uh, still goes over to his house all the time. Um, and uh, and uh, so, yeah, she's not only putting, uh, putting uh, our father at risk, but uh, her latest scheme is that she wants uh, my father to get my mother out of the nursing hospital to come back home so she can take care of her. So what, but her real scheme is she'll sell her house, move in with my parents, keep all the money from the house. And then when my parents are no longer living, I guess she'll just keep that house, even though, (laughs) even though I own it. Uh, I, I, <laughs> she's squatter's she's t- rights. Yeah, she's she's uh, learned a lot from co- you know she learned the wrong things from cowboy movies. I guess if you just show up and stay there long enough. But it's also it's like this. So let me let me let's unpack this scheme. You're you're going to kill our parents, <laughs> so you can. So you can make a couple hundred thousand dollars on your house and then I'll forget that I own a house (laughs) and you'll just assume ownership. Pretty watertight. It's just, you know, it's just, I'm from, I'm from the, you know, Massachusetts, but not, you know, I'm like an hour outside of Boston and it's just like. You know, it's it's upstate New York, basically. Mm-hmm. Even though it's oh. Massachusetts, it's it's gun racks and camo and hunting and trucks and and great, you know, great people and uh, and some real garbage people too. <laughs> I had no idea. My husband is from Brookline, just uh, in you know. Oh yeah. In, and uh, I just saw that you were from Massachusetts, and I thought, oh, that's where he's from. So when you were like white yeah. trash. I yeah. was trying to not imagine really, not that. really Brookline, not really Brookline. <laughs> <laughs> well, now is in the is the time in the show where we uh we tell everyone how many kids we have. So I've got three kids; they're all boys, uh, four, seven, and nine. Amanda, what do you got? Um, I have three kids: a nine-year-old boy and twin six-year-old girls. Oh God, Lord. Um, I, you. Uh, you okay, Dave? I, I, I am. Yeah. I well, I, I I'll tell you the story. Uh, yes, I also have three children. I have three daughters, and they are eleven, sixteen, and seventeen. So I have three children. One that still likes me. <laughs> oh no! That's what happens when they turn into teenagers. Yeah, and yeah. I'm being a little. I'm being a little silly. Mike, I, actually, yeah, as I said, like, Mike is pretty good. Uh, don't have a lot of big problems. My my sixteen year old uh, was really recently furious because uh, she scored like an A minus on a Spanish test and it ruined her perfect grade score. So I'll take wow. 
Yeah. Oh, if only. If but the, my only. children are my children are adopted. They're Chinese, so it's clearly not my genetics at work. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you in a house with? three girls currently like i am in fact one of them one of them just walked in hi what's up i'm cold <laughs> what you what i'm cold because cat made me take off my clothes oh well that <laughs> sounds terrible to the podcast listeners <laughs> um you, what you're trying to say is you just got out of the pool and you're cold yeah. Maybe go dry off and put some clothes on. <laughs> my daughter just came in to say I'm cold because your girlfriend made me take off my clothes. I can see how that can be misinterpreted. <laughs> okay, Dad's doing the podcast. <laughs> You know, I was just like, what What did you do? What did you do during the great pandemic? Well, I filmed myself dancing in the kitchen and made over seven TikToks. You know, it's not like I'm not, it's not, like I'm, uh, not sacrificing the way your grandparents did in the Great War. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that recently. Some uh, I was listening to another podcast where someone mentioned that their grandmother had been in an iron lung for two years during, like, the TB outbreak. And, yeah. uh and I thought, oh God, like everyone here is like, oh, I just want to, whatever, go to the yeah. store. It's like, well, yeah. there, there were all these people stuck in iron lungs for years on end. I used to say that, uh, you know, when the world was going to end, like if there was like a big, uh, like the road type thing where there was mm-hmm. zombie outbreak or like, you know, that's what the road decide. is about? I don't know. I'm guessing. Oh. I don't but, think there's so zombies. So let's say in there's the like road. a. <laughs> I didn't read it. <laughs> well, you know, like Angela's Ashes, that old uh, yeah. zombie apocalypse book. <laughs> well, in one of those books, about, when it's like about the end of time and oh. like some a plague hits or there's zombies or something, it's always like, what would you do in an apocalyptic world? And I used to always say like, oh, I would yeah. fight. Like I would fight for my life and get to the to the point where there's a ship that's going to save us or whatever, you know, like I would fight. And after eight weeks of just being in my house, I know now I would kill myself. I would, I don't, I'm not, there's no point. No. You and Kate would just have a little uh, murder suicide and yep. be done with yep. it. Yep. Good luck kids. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I know you will. Cause I've seen you in action. So murder, fine. murder suicide, or as I call it, ultimate multitasking. <laughs> Do you ever get Do you ever get the feeling that halfway through a lot of murder suicides they turn into murder? Gee, I feel a lot better now. <laughs> I could just stop right now. Yeah, you know I did feel bad. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I definitely feel like I've lost a lot of steam in terms of like cleaning and cooking. And there's a lot of like the kids just eat the same three things all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know like what to do. It's like depressing even when I'm like, it's time for you to eat. And they're like, what's to eat? And it's like, oh, it's just the Rice. same fucking three things. But they only eat three things anyway. Well, there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have the energy to like tap dance any harder than that. 
Exactly. Who well, had yes. the twins? Do you have the twins? Or Amanda does. No. Amanda does. Yeah. Do they like the same things or do they? Um, uh, yes, but they're starting to get into the, like, I don't like that because she likes that. So I can't tell if there's right, an actual yeah. dislike or if it's a, I need to have my own individuality type thing. Like, right. it'll be like, I'm the one that doesn't like a bun on my burger. And the other one's like, I like the cheese on my burger. And I'm like, you know what? Then you make it. Go away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Please hey, don't I, let me stop you. Yeah, fine. Fine. Um, yeah, so I they... Like, I just imagine at mealtime, your kids are like, I don't like a bun. And the other one's like, I like cheese. And you're like, fuck it! Fuck it! I'm out of here! That's every every night right now, Betsy. Every <laughs> night. I just throw the food down and I'm like, it's there. You do it. Like, it's yeah. just... Yeah. They're like, all right, we broke her. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> we win. Yeah. I find yeah. myself, yeah, just in my room or in my living room, especially like after bedtime, a lot of times I'll take a moment to clean or I'll relax and then I'll clean. But lately I just, I just like wade through the insanity <laughs> and then I just like lay on the couch and that's where I stay. I just can't. I just can't. Yeah. Plus your kids are still little where you don't. Yeah. It's, it's very Sisyphean. It's, it's survival. Yeah. It's just survival mode. Yeah, I remember when when my first daughter was one because we the adoption takes place uh, at at the after the first year of life mm. in China, and so they were like fifty two, fifty three weeks, and I was home. My daughter was you know that fifteen, sixteen months old, and when you're just a robot, you know, even at that age. <laughs> and uh, a friend of mine called me up. There was some movie out. I think it was Once Upon a Time in Mexico or something. Like, I really want to go see Once Upon a Time in Mexico. And I was like, I really want to shower. <laughs> <laughs> I want to shower during the day. I don't want to crawl. I don't want to crawl into the shower at 10 p.m. like a burglar with a germ fetish. Like, <laughs> I just want to. Do your kids? Do you, are you? How are your kids with eating, Dana? Like, are they? Do they eat what you give them, or are they picky? No, they're, my middle my middle daughter is a vegetarian, so that's always uh, that's always a trick. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and the other ones are yeah, they just kind of my my uh, my oldest daughter, who is funnier than I will ever be. Uh, wow! Just makes fun of uh, makes fun of my cooking, or if I cook something, I'll put it down. Without sampling it, she will just look at me, pick it up, take it back into the kitchen, and fix it. Wow. <laughs> we did, I, have the, I did a show two weekends ago. I did Ron Lynch's uh, Tomorrow Show on, you know, on Zoom. I didn't do the show. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm in the other room, and I'm on the Zoom, and I'm doing a thing, and then I see that my daughter shows up on the comments page and I'm telling this story and she's never seen me perform. I mean, she knows what I do for a living. What? She, couldn't she couldn't care less. Oh, my, my, my girlfriend, I mean, we live together. So my, whatever you, whatever you call that, my adult female's domestic partner. Um, <laughs> she was, she was watching it in the other room and they started bombing the comments and my, uh, and my, uh, my girlfriend was just posting the names of my albums and links to buy them. And my, my daughter was going, how does he come up with these ideas? 
God. It's so relatable. Oh my God. <laughs> and then he also sells feet pics. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Wow. Yeah. She's wow. She's great. She yeah, is truly a, your daughter. Yeah, it's really it's really funny. She's uh she's she's funnier than she has any right to be. Our sponsor this week is Bombas. Bombas makes the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. That is quite a claim. But I have to say, Amanda and I agree. They have a really great product. They've literally rethought every little detail of socks that we wear to make them way more comfortable. My favorite Bombas are the little slipper socks. They're cotton. They fit great. They're not too tight. They're not too loose. And because they're cotton, they feel really good. But these socks do more than just keep your feet cozy. They help give back to the most vulnerable members of our community. Because for every pair of socks, that you purchase. Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. The generosity of Bombas customers has allowed them to donate over 34 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of 3,000 giving partners. And the impact is more powerful than ever. To those experiencing homelessness, these socks represent the dignity of putting on clean clothes, a small comfort that's especially important right now. So give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com W-M-D. That's Bombas, like we're the bomb. B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash W-M-D for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash W-M-D. Get cozy. God, Amanda, uh, do you want to talk about what's broken you? Yeah, I mean, besides every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so we went to, uh, I don't know if it was last weekend or the weekend before it all blurs into the same day, but, um, we went, we decided to get out of the house and go for a drive. And so we drove up about an hour and like 10 minutes away from where we live is the, there's like the big super bloom poppy fields. I don't know if, mm. if you've seen those Instagram worthy flower fields i'm guessing um, that people outside of like los angeles or california probably don't really know what that is but so it's a giant like it's like fields and mountains that are filled with poppies that bloom all at the same time so it's like very beautiful um it looks it, like the field leading it looks like the field leading up to emerald city in it does yes. yes it looks just like that um so we've never gone up to see it. So I was like, well, let's drive up there. It's something we can do where we can still stay in the car or, you know, like whatever. It's, you know, like I, I didn't know anything about it. So we got in the car and we drove about an hour and about 15 minutes in, uh, I was starting to regret the decision entirely because the kids started fighting and they were just like smacking each other. And they're like, how much longer is this? What are we doing? This is boring. Why did we leave? I don't understand. Meanwhile, I'm like, you have, none of you have left the house in like six weeks. Yeah. This isn't exciting to just be in a car and listen to music and have something different. Like there's like other people out there and cars and things to look at. Yeah. And they were just like, nope, much rather be home playing Animal Crossing. Great. Um, <laughs> so we get going. We drive. I'm, I'm drive. very familiar. Yes. <laughs> so they they complain the whole way up. 
Then we get up to the exit that we're supposed to turn off from and we start driving down and I realized I put the wrong, um, I put the wrong address in. So we end up on like an air force field. And so <laughs> I just was like, Oh, just as beautiful. Just, yeah. I was like, Oh, there no. it is kids a PBY. Yeah. So Caitlin's like, we're, we, we got to turn around. Like, I don't know why he like got in, like, we're going to get in trouble. And it was like, no, we're just dumb. People Wait a second. Poppies. You like drove into like a military facility? <laughs> yeah. Well, kind of. I mean, like, yeah, yes. Uh, we didn't get to the gate where they like you check in, but we were driving and it was like, now you're on military field. So we, I was like, <laughs> I don't think this is it. There's like, there's no poppies. And so <laughs> we turn around and I Google and then realize there's like an actual, like you put in like the poppy reserve or something like that. But I didn't want to tell the kids cause then they were like, wait a second, are we going to be able to get out of the car? And I was like, oh no, we're just driving. And we're going to look out the window and we won't get out of the car. And they were like, are you kidding me? We had to sit Uh-oh. in this car for an hour and we're not even getting out of the car. So we're going to have to keep sitting in this car for another hour. And I, and they, I, they still don't realize that I got us lost. So I just have kept that like on a download because I know that they're going to throw me out of the car if they find out. So I was like, yeah, no, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. I was like, trust me, it's going to be just beautiful. Meanwhile, I have no idea if it's going to be beautiful. I I don't know what we're looking for. I am a dum-dum who's taken us to a military base. So we keep driving. We go down these, like, back roads. I don't know where we are. I still don't see any poppies. And then it is a little like Emerald City where we turn a corner, and all of a sudden there's these beautiful fields filled with bright orange poppies. And I'm like, mm. there it is. And they're just like a couple cars um, way spread out from each other. And so I was like, I think we could probably park on the side of the road and let you go. And so we park on the side of the road and the kids just take off. I mean, they ran and ran and ran and ran so far that you couldn't even see them anymore. And I was a little nervous, but also like, bye. <laughs> you live in the car. Yeah. And I was like, they know where I am and it's fine. They'll find me eventually. Right. Like they'll come back. They got to come back. And then I was like, are there snakes? Like, I just like in my mind, I was there like, are. I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so then, um, they, I mean, they just were going, 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 going. And then they came back and they were just so happy. And then they ran out again and they came back and they were taking pictures and it, they were outside and it ended up being great. And at one point, Wesley even said, this was worth it, mom. And I was like, yes, we did it. Um, so then we all got in the car and they were like, so now what do we do? And I was like, now oh. we go back home. <laughs> <laughs> but you then, built this railroad. Now we're going back to prison. Yeah. So then, oh God. Your kids went back like, like Paul Newman at the end of Cool Hand Luke. Yeah. He, he, he was out for a little bit, but now he's going to eat a lot of hard boiled eggs. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we did drive back. We kept going down the road, which was taking us to the actual poppy reserve, preserve. I don't know what it is. But so we drove up. As we got closer, it was like, I'm. it ended up being like a weird blessing that we ended up going through the wrong place because we found the back fields. Because when we got closer to the real thing, it was packed with people. I mean, oh. like. There were vendors on the street selling food and souvenirs and there were like people everywhere. And they were like, 
it just looked like there wasn't, it was the first time I had seen like hordes of people all together in such a long time. And it, it gave me such like a weird panic induced like feeling yes. of like, oh, what are you guys doing? Oh no. And I was so like freaked out a little bit by it, which yes. was weird too. Um, so I was like, just keep driving, just keep driving. And uh, we drove through and we didn't go in. Um, and now like we came home and everybody's like, it made the news cause they ended up having to put barricades up cause all these people were going out to take pictures in the poppies. <laughs> and I was like, ah, that was us. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was just like, uh, it was, it was a weird experience to like get in the car and then realize we made the mistake to get to the wrong place, to get to the right place, to get to the wrong place to end up right back where we started again. And like, we all walked in and we were like, well, we did that. Didn't we? Um, and then I posted them online because I needed to show that we lived a different kind of day. And, uh, and immediately felt guilty because I was like everywhere all over the news. It was like, these people are terrible. They're not staying. In. They're going to coffee. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was, Probably the like one thing that I've done in eight weeks that wasn't just staying indoors. Were you poppy shamed by your friends? Nobody shamed me. Nobody poppy shamed me, which was good. Um, but oh, I did get lots of like little like, yay, was it beautiful? And then I would immediately like, yes, but you should know we went to the one that wasn't busy because I went to the wrong place. Like I had to like justify it to be like, we right. were not. Yeah. We ran in a field, but we were wearing masks and we were very uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah. We went well, to the COVID fields. Right. We were we were in the socially distanced, uh, appropriate fields. There were no vendors. Yeah. Well, it sounds I, it like was, that was overall a real win. It was. So if you want to go, go to the Air Force Base and then put in the Poppy Reserve and you'll find the empty fields for you to <laughs> run around in. Good. Um, yeah, but don't do it really because your kids like it, uh, no, like they, you know, it's not really worth it. You could probably do nothing and they would be just as happy. So, yeah. Well, uh, in terms of what has broken me this week, like you, Amanda, it's sort of like I'm I'm sort of constantly just hobbling around, like slightly broken. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of like things to talk about, um, and. Uh, you know, Ajax is, uh, my seven-year-old is turning eight in a couple of weeks. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. And I guess the whole new thing is you just, you get people to drive to your house. I don't know. That sounds awful. Um, and, uh, and the other thing is haircuts. Uh, I don't know. So here, you know what you were talking, one of you said something that reminded me, oh, Amanda, when you when you drove accidentally to a military field, that reminded me of an old memory that I don't think I've shared on the show. Although, please stop me if I have. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, um, so this was when Odie was a newborn. So you know, it's like four years ago, and we were uh, all all five of us were driving down to the aquarium, uh, the Long Beach Aquarium, Pacific, whatever the fuck. What is it? The Queen of the Pacific. Um, That's it. That's it right okay. there. So we were going to the Queen of Pacific. <laughs> the Queen of the, the queen. Pacific. So that's it. Yeah, so the Queen of the Pacific. Oh, yeah, that's where the Queen Mary is. Well, whatever the <laughs> yeah. fuck it is down there. <laughs> um, the Aquarium. It doesn't matter. So Fine. we were going down to, to get there, and we kept – and it's like an hour from home. So by the time we get there, 
we are surprised to find that a lot of the streets are like blocked off or cordoned off and we don't we don't know why and we keep like putting the address for the aquarium into the gps and um and of course it's an hour and this is what four years ago so i don't know you do the math one of my kids was seven no one of my kids was a five one of my kids was two and i had a newborn something like that i'm terrible at math okay uh three so we're we keep putting in the gps we keep like getting into these uh again like streets are blocked off and then somehow we are able to get closer to the uh to the zoo and we and we call the zoo and i i'm pretty sure the or, you know the uh, aquarium and the aquarium is like we're open so we're like great we have to do this or we're gonna die like our kids are driving us crazy so we finally <clears throat> find some strange way to get close to the aquarium and all of a sudden we find ourselves right next to a <clears throat> um like a NASCAR track <laughs> we are in Long Beach which is just like a you know it's like city by the beach and uh, and all of a sudden we are next to the fucking like Monaco five thousand or whatever that thing is. So, and all that is between us and these cars, um, I can't remember. They might have been coming straight like at us as well. So they're like, <laughs> so they're they're on this like I guess a curvy course on city streets, um, and uh, and so they're. As we're driving, we can see them come around this like sharp turn, and it every time it's as if they are going to crash into us. And the only thing between us and them are these like, um, you know, those. Usually, you would be separated maybe on the road, but like you and another lane or whatever going the other way, like those uh, um, cement kind of partitions. <laughs> but you know how they also have those, and they're just like filled with water. And uh, and that's the partition. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Like, so mm -hmm. that's what was separating us and these like whatever, these jacked up race cars on a city street uh, coming towards us. Um, so it's just us and then this little plastic divider filled with water and then them. And it is so fucking loud. And we are also like what the fuck is this? Like we we're all of a sudden we are in a racetrack. How is this? How did we somehow get next to it? Like we are so dangerously close. We don't know how to get out of here. And we're like freaking out. And we start, we like pull up to a, um, like a, a parking garage. And there are these like two women working there and we're we're like trying to, to we're trying to like figure out what the fuck is happening and we're talking to them and uh and they're like you shouldn't be here and we're like we know we don't know how we got here and we obviously need to leave like we need help and at like and every time a car comes by which is all the time and they're right there like feet from us you know um at this point we're probably like 10 feet from each of these cars coming by um it is so loud and the uh, baby the newborn is like screaming because it is so loud like every time so i have to open the window to talk to this woman but then every time one of those cars come by it's like my whole body like jolts like i just can't like 
because it's so loud. Um, and even on a good day, I'm like, I've clearly got some, um, what do they call them? Um, like sensory issues. <laughs> so um, even just like normal loud noises make me kind of jump. Um, so, uh, and so this woman is like yelling at me and she's really angry that I'm there and she's angry that I keep like kind of freaking out when a car comes by really loudly, uh, a race car going at like 300 miles an hour. And as we're like, they're parked, like they, we can just watch them. Um, and it's one of the most terrifying experiences. And then, um, and then I guess, you know, somehow we figured out how to get out of there, but all, yeah, all the kids were freaking out. And then, um, and then it turns out, I guess this is like an annual event in Long Beach where every year they close off the streets and then they bring in a bunch of race cars and they race on the streets like it's some sort of fucking video game um so uh so yeah so that was uh, an experience that was horrifying where i almost killed my children uh, <laughs> on a racetrack mm. anyway that's what happened to me and um <laughs> i still don't know what to do with ajax's birthday we'll see yeah, what what do you think you're gonna do? When how long? Like no fucking clue. Gonna... I usually love birthday parties. I love to plan them. I love to have a theme, and uh, oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like, so is, there, is there some kind of social distance princess you can have come to the party? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if we hadn't been like furloughed from all of our jobs, we could have hired some like Zoom clown. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it exists, right? I I know the that Zoom I did get an email from one of the um, magicians that we had hired in a previous year, and he was like, "I do Zoom magic parties," and I was like, "Kudos to him for like making it happen." Care of is a longtime sponsor of Why Mommy Drinks. You know them because they do personalized vitamins as well as protein powders. But now they're introducing Care Of's new beauty line, their skin and hair collection. It's a line of high quality supplements backed by scientific research and made with ingredients that are proven to support beautiful, healthy skin and hair. Personally, my self-care has taken a real nosedive lately, but Care Of helps me work on my beauty goals from all different angles, and they make it so easy to adjust your routine. You can and get collagen powders to mix into, you know, your smoothie or your coffee. Or you can do what I did and just get a daily personalized packet of supplements and vitamins delivered to you. And it's filled with things that make me feel good inside and help me look good on the outside. The best part is that there's no guesswork when it comes to your care of beauty routine. You take a little online quiz. It's fast and fun. They actually dig deeper to see if the underlying causes are hormones or sleep or digestion that could be a affecting everything in the first place. So hey, you know we love Care Of. It's an easy way to exercise self-care. There's lots of different ways you can do it. You can do what I do and just have a little packet of supplements and vitamins every day, and then you're done. And you can just check it off your list. Ah, I've taken care of myself today. So check this out. For 50% off your first Care Of order. What? You just go to takecareof.com, like take care of you. And enter the code WMD, like why mommy drinks, and the number 5050. So again, just go to takecareof.com, enter the code WMD50, and then you get half off your first care of order. 
Amanda, is there something that might be interfering with your happiness lately? Um, you know, yes. <laughs> is something, <laughs> I don't know, preventing you from achieving your goals? Y yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I have great news for you. Better help. Uh, we'll assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Uh, couldn't come at a better time. Dude, right? They have yeah. over 3,000 therapists all over the United States who are there to help you. And you can just take a little quiz to assess your needs. And then they're going to hook you up with someone within 24 hours. It's super convenient, too, because you can do it online. And so you can do like... Uh, text you can do phone chat or you can do like facetime type chats as well um, yeah that's that's what i meet with my therapist now is through facetime because i think that's all we do these days but yeah if you're dealing with like anxiety stress depression i think we're all dealing with a lot right now and it would be really nice to talk to someone and you know what there is financial aid available so if you're if you're hearing this and you're like I don't, I can't afford to talk to a therapist. Hey, you can. Amanda and I want you to start living a happier life today. All right. As a listener, you are going to get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash drinks. That's your promo code. All right. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash drinks. So Dana, please um, tell us tell us your story. I, had, uh, I was reminded of uh, when you were going to the poppy fields. We uh, we have been pretty uh, observant of quarantine. I mean, I inevitably have to go out every. I'm going to go out every day. Yeah. To get something. Yeah. I either have to go to the bank or I have to mail something or I've got to get you know pop tarts or something. You know and. <laughs> These, always, most of these sound very optional, I'll be honest. Well, no, <laughs> yeah. kid, kid breakfast. And, uh, and you know, you put on your Andromeda strain suit and then you go home and, and yeah. you know, wiping down the groceries. Because mm. you can only, sh that's the one that yeah. that is just mind boggling. And we're running low on Lysol wipes, which we had a lot of going in because I'm a Virgo. And I love me some Lysol wipes. Dana, I'm a Virgo too. I see, see? you. Yeah. And <laughs> now I feel seen. We've got a lot of animals. My husband has a bleach spray and he bleach sprays everything. He's a man after my own heart. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of animals and a lot of children. And I love me some Lysol wipes. So we had <laughs> a good, we had more than your average bear. But inevitably, I, we're even we're running low on that. And uh, I'm going to need bleach in a spray bottle. And that's never leaving my side. I'm going to get a holster and just have it with me all the time like a gunslinger. Um, so, but we, we have been behaving uh, ourselves. My uh, oldest daughter is uh, very into marine biology, as is my uh, girlfriend, uh, Kat. Uh, we hear that there are bioluminescent waves yes now, yes uh, you know about this i was afraid that i would blow your shit apart with this news flash but <laughs> no, apparently I, you're aware of it i just heard about it it's in yeah. what huntington beach it was in 
uh, yeah, it's, it's moving down the bay. And uh, what it is is this stuff called, now again, I did not know this. My daughter told me about it. There's these things called phytoplankton. And they, when they, it's also called a red tide, oddly enough. Um, that sounds bad. But yeah. it does sound bad. Well, it's because of the euphemism. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, which, but which is not it. And what they do is they, in, when the waves break, they emit uh, this sort of electrical flash Whoa. that makes it look like there's lightning inside the waves. What? Uh, to to ward off predators, basically their virtue signaling. Uh, is, what? Know, <laughs> the phytoplankton are virtue yeah, virtue signaling. Yeah, yeah, they're showing off. Yeah. And so, so we, so Cat, uh, uh, my adult female uh, life companion, uh, says, uh, you know, we should go down to the beach to see the bioluminescent waves. Mm-hmm. So I say to the girls, this is just last night. I go, oh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get masks and gloves. We're going to get in the car and we're going to drive down to Dockweiler Beach uh, by the airport. And uh, we're going to see if we can see these waves. Awesome. We're just going to, you know, we're going to drive by. We're going to behave. And we'll do it. So, <laughs> Doc Rilo Beach, as you know, is uh, south of the air, a little south of the airport. I do not know this beach. Uh, it is south of the airport. The only reason I knew that it was a good place to go was because my friend Mike Carano went there the other night and posted some footage, and it is just amazing. Oh, it's uh, still happening see. right now. Oh, this was this happened last night. Oh, this story. Uh, so. When I agreed to do your podcast, I had nothing. <laughs> and, then, and then to to prepare myself <laughs> for your entertainment, yes. I committed I committed a crime with my children. Thank, Thank you. you, Dana. So we drive. Now here's the thing: I live uh, up by the Melrose Improv, kind of. Mm-hmm. We went from my house to Dockweiler Beach. 30 minutes. That seems fast. Is that fast? It's insane. Yeah. Normally it's an hour. Yeah. At at, at seven o'clock, eight o'clock. We left it a little after seven. Wow. Uh, It would take two and a half hours. Yeah. So we're driving down to the, uh, we're driving down to this place and uh, we're just going to drive down. We're going to look at the ocean waves and then we're gonna we're gonna get out of there and and we 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 drive down and there's a a lot of people there it's uh the the streets lined with people and there's a ton of people on the beach and you can see it a little bit but uh it would be better from it would be better from the beach yeah um so as we speak my uh my daughter just came up to me and showed me the photos that she took uh, of the of the ocean uh, last night. Now you're probably asking yourself, Dana, how could she take a good photo of the ocean from inside the car? <laughs> um, so we decided, you know, it's better to just go and we have our masks. We'll uh, 
will park and we'll stay together. We'll, we'll keep socially, we'll keep socially distant. Yeah. And because you're outside. And, right. And we'll just uh, walk uh, down to the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then so far this is a solid plan. I have to say. Right. So far this so, sounds good. So, right. Um, so now, now we're down the beach and uh, we hear. Uh, uh, you know, we're not going to touch. We're not going to you know mingle with anybody. Uh, and then we hear a cat. And we look, and it's uh, uh, my uh, cat's friend, uh, Lindsay, who cat uh, had texted that we were going to go down there, and she had the same idea that we had. So um, now we ha- now we're socially distant, but we're a growing group. And, um, and now it's eight thirty. It's a school night, and uh, and we're down at the beach uh, with strangers, and uh, and. And then the uh, and then the cops come, oh. and uh, the cops have a big light, and they make a big announcement that everybody who's on uh, the the street there—I forget what it's called—that goes down by the beach—is uh, is parked illegally, and that uh, we're uh, breaking quarantine, we, we're breaking social distancing, and we shouldn't be out on the beach. Oh. And so. Uh, I say, yeah, yeah. So my youngest daughter, who's 11 and still is supposedly respects authority, says that, Daddy, we should go. And I go, yeah, 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 we're, we're fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> and then uh, my oldest daughter says to my youngest daughter, Nellie, Daddy doesn't respect the police. <laughs> <laughs> but that's for, for a very good reason. <laughs> Yeah, my bro- my brother is a cop. Uh, <laughs> so I I know not I know not every cop is smart. Um, so uh, long story longer, uh, uh, we we really got to go. Uh, uh, it, it's it's getting late. School today. So uh, all right, guys, let's get going. Let's get going. And uh, as we're going, I see in the sand. There's a, a horizontal moving flashlight, which means there's somebody with a powerful flashlight directing people off the beach. Ah. And uh, and uh, the um, as I get near, I hear a, a, a CH. I don't know who it is, LAPD, CHP, or somebody. But he goes up. Guys aren't supposed to be out on the beach. And uh, setting a great example for my kids, I went, Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. And then. Uh, and uh, my daughter goes, wow, daddy, you really don't like cops. Oh, no. <laughs> no. And then, and then I had to explain, well, I, I like people that uh, I, and then I had to like give a whole talk. Like, <laughs> I respect people who respect me. Don't, 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 I don't, don't say the, like, I'm, I'm leaving the beach. You've, anna- you've announced that we shouldn't be on the beach. I'm aware there's a quarantine. Yeah. We're all in masks. By the way, just for the record, the wave's amazing. Like, you, it's yeah. worth seeing. Okay. It's, it's worth seeing. It's worth getting it's, scolded by a, a cop. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Good. 
Well, Dana, where can people um, where can people hear your podcast? Uh, you know what? What tell people? Uh, you were going to say where where can people see you? They have to drive <laughs> by my own. Dana, what is your address so that people can come to you? I have a I have a I'm Dana Gould D A N A G O U L D on all your major social uh, social uh, networks, and uh, uh, my podcast is called uh, the Dana Gould Hour, and it's in its ninth season. Oh my god! Nice. Yeah, you were like yeah. a pioneer of podcasting. I feel like uh, I still, to me, I still get into it. I still get into it late. Um, huh. People, people came up to me a lot, like, "When are you going to do a podcast? When are you going to do a podcast?" And I didn't have an idea, uh, you know. And I didn't want to just do like, "Here's my crappy version of Mark Maron's podcast," or right. "Here's my crappy version of Chris Hardwick's." And then <laughs> um, I did come up with an idea that that I thought made it interesting. Um, so if, you know, if you do ever listen to it, it's very stylized and, uh, uh, produced. There's a lot of production and a lot of old sound bites and, and I, I make it, uh, I try to make it worth uh, the listen. Yeah. You have a very clear aesthetic, which I really like. Uh, it feel that show really feels like you and. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I wanted it to sound like a really cool radio show from 1966. Yeah. For no, no apparent reason other than like, I always felt that that was a really cool year. It was, it was before the sixties really got too freaky and, you know, and it was still kind of, kind of cool. And I I like old, uh, you know, uh, radio jingles and things like that. So I, that's, that's what it sounds like. Hey, if you like the show, subscribe, rate, and review it. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, like our Facebook page, join our Facebook group, uh, send us your shit shows, and buy some merch. We've got super cool merch, and all of this information is in the description of this episode. Kaka! Cop it with your shit show. 424279884. Cop it with your shit show. 424279884. Cop it with your shit show. 424279884. Well, uh, Dana, you are doing a great job. <laughs> your kids sound awesome. They get upset about A minuses. They want to go see mm-hmm. uh beautiful nature things yeah no genetic no genetic component i think that's a big part of it <laughs> except also you clearly have shaped your daughter comedically either on purpose oh, yeah. or not yeah she yeah i was trying to i was from a young age i can talk about it now because she, she's not in the room but from a, a young age she was uh always uh, like funnier than she should have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, she loved the movie King Peter Jackson's King Kong when she was like five or six. Huh. And I would, and because he because to her he loves her was why she liked it. And uh-huh. so I would we would watch it all the time. And then I was showing her King Kong versus Godzilla. And there's a scene in the movie where uh, they're fighting and King Kong hits Godzilla and Godzilla goes rolling down Mount Fuji ass over teacup. And Lulu was like five years old and she just goes, daddy, Godzilla is saying, this is a terrible day for me. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. Does he ever just stop and think, why, why do I fight all the time? Yeah. (laughs) 
We have so much in common, and yet we're fighting. Yeah. Amanda, you are doing a great job. Everything's Thank a shit you. show right now. Thank you. I feel a little like Godzilla every day. Or not Godzilla. Uh, King, Kong. King Kong. I feel like King Kong <laughs> at the top of a building going, why am I, why do we go through this like this? Why are we doing this, everybody? <laughs> I'm having a bad day. I'm having another bad day. <laughs> yeah. At some point you just, at some point you just want to say to your kids, what else you got? What, what else you want to Oh, God. <laughs> I'll never say that to my kids. <laughs> Because they, they have some. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they will show you. They're just poking well, the bear. Betsy, you are also doing a great job. Thanks, Amanda. You kept your kids alive in a NASCAR race. So there you go. Yay, you go. we're all still alive. <laughs> Unless we're not, and this is really purgatory. Anyways, that's a yeah. whole other conversation for well. another time. But not without merit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. So you might find yourself running free in a field of poppies or nearly dying by race cars. Or you're making waves while watching waves. Know that. You know <laughs> nice. what? You're, uh, you're doing a great job. My mommy drinks. My name is Will Himes, and I am a ghostwriter, meaning I write other people's books for them. And I have a podcast called I Will Write Your Book, which are recordings of my meetings with my eccentric clients, such as a woman blocked after one sentence of a children's book about her dogs, a romance novelist who dislikes sex, and a man proud of having sampled everything in his local grocery store. This podcast has been described as fully improvised, played by some of the best comedians on the planet Earth. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I Will Write Your Book on Campfire Media. Campfire.